Hi, I'm Simon Thiexton and welcome to the Cooperage at our brewery here in Massam as we celebrate the Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. This year's long list contains giants of the genre, best-selling hits and an exciting range of thrilling stories set around the world, proving the remarkable talent and offer in the world of crime fiction. The shortlist is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar because they say a glass of Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. And I'll tell you why when you come to Harrogate for our festival in July. Cheers. Hello, I'm Joe Haddow and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listies, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston Old Peculiar. Mm-mm, a lovely drop. Today I'm joined by an award-winning author who is also the programming chair of this year's Theakston Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival. It's Vaseen Khan. Hello. Hi, Joe, and may I say, you've, you've obviously missed your calling because that advert for Thigston's beer was... <laughs> I mean, the way you licked your lips there, I you know, I was almost tempted to go out and buy a six-pack right now before I'd be in this. It's not even their strap line or anything. It's just something I've, I've got to... <laughs> well, it, sh- it should be. <laughs> yeah, you can have that, Simon Thigston. You can have that on me. Uh, how are you? It's lovely to see you after all this time. Uh, great, absolutely, absolutely wonderful, and had a great time this year being uh, being chair of the festival. But we'll talk about that a bit later. Right? Oh, we certainly will. And you must be buzzing to have been nominated again. I mean, you've been nominated for this award before, but you, you must feel pretty great to be on the long list this year. Well, I think what I might have said last time is that you know, because it's such a prestigious award, and so many great writers before you have uh, have been on the list or, or won the award, um, it's just another endorsement that you didn't waste all of the years when you weren't published and trying to get into the industry. So more than anything else, I think it's just um, it's just a feeling that you're doing something half right. Oh, definitely. Maybe even three quarters right. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. The book is The Lost Man of Bombay. Uh, we're in 1950 for this one. Perhaps you could set up the story for those who might be watching who haven't got to this one yet. Okay, well, I'll, I'll wave it around a little bit. It's just, lovely. Oh. just so that you can see the lovely... Cobra on the cover. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's a very striking cover, this one. Yeah, it is. And there's a reason for that Cobra on the cover, but I won't reveal the reason. So the book, it it continues my uh, Manabar House series of novels, which are set in 1950s Bombay, a few years after Indian independence, Gandhi's assassination and the horrors of partition. The Raj has ended and England and India are trying to negotiate a new relationship. And into this mix, we see India's first female police inspector, Persis Wadia, who qualifies. Nobody knows what to do with her, so they throw her into Bombay's smallest police station called Malabar House with the rest of the rejects and the misfits. Um, and then she has to sink or swim. And in each of these books, she has to solve the murder, usually of a, of a white person. Um, but I think that's fair, that's fair exchange for 300 years of, of colonialism. Um, and she's working with an Englishman named Archie Blackfinch, who's a forensic scientist who's come to Bombay to help uh, the Bombay police force set up um, a forensic science lab. So that's the background to the series. So this is the third book in that series. And in this one, another dead white man is found in the uh, frozen in the foothills of the Himalayas. His face has been bashed in and all, the only clue they have is a notebook in his pocket containing some cryptic, uh, cryptic clues. And he's sent to Bombay. And as they investigate, more murders begin to happen of Europeans in the city. And so um, we are confronted with the dilemma. Is there a serial killer on the loose? 
in Bombay in 1950 targeting Europeans? And what is the mystery behind the frozen dead white man? Ooh, 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 dot, dot, dot. Um, how are you finding your relationship with Persis now three books in? Well, she's a complex character, right? As we might have discussed before. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that she's found lots and lots of readers around the world now because what people I think particularly like about her is the fact that she's a very strong uh, woman. She's not the sort of typical idea of an Indian woman from that era, sort of demure, only interested in setting up house and home. Mm. Um, and she's also got some very rough edges. You know, she rides roughshod over people when she has to which I think is perfectly fine because we absolutely allow that in our maverick male cops. So why shouldn't we allow that in uh, in our female cops? Um, and she's so determined to try and impress because she's the only female police officer in the country uh, that sometimes she does take take uh, shortcuts which uh, are not, as uh, how can we put it, in the best, uh, the best sensibilities on yes. the film. Yes, very good. Yes, there you go. Um, and as I mentioned in the intro, as you said, you know, you are the programming chair for Harrogate this year. Um, how how has that experience been? I mean, it's it's a fabulous looking festival. It is. I mean, I am. I mean, it's a great honour, obviously, but it's also a great challenge. I'm, I am the first British Asian ever to chair that festival in, in its twenty year run. Um, and for me, I think the great responsibility is that. As chair, you get to write the panels. You get to try and showcase the kind of crime fiction that you love to read. So, for instance, I love Golden Age crime fiction. I fell in love with Poirot when I was a teenager. And it's why my Malabar House series is, you know, it's been compared to the Agatha Christie uh, novels in style because yeah. I love um, that that kind of sort of Golden Age crime. Um, and that's why there's going to be a panel on Golden Age crime. There's going to be a panel on pro-cozy crime. There's going to be a panel on legal thrillers, which I absolutely adore. Uh, psychological thrillers, domestic noir, and some of the world's most famous writers are going to be congregating in uh, in Harrogate uh, later this year in July um, to try and talk about their passion for these these areas of crime fiction. So I'm absolutely delighted with the program. Well, we can't wait. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's been a challenge, but also um, from what I've been hearing, you've nailed it. That's that's just what that's just what I heard. You've nailed it. Um, well, if you've heard it, I'll take it. <laughs> um, what is it? Because I ask everyone this that's on the long list. What is it about the festival you think that we all love so much and that brings us back year after year? Um, it's it's very collegiate, right? So you get to you know have a you you get to do your talks, of course, if you're speaking, but you also get to meet some of the world's most talented writers, new and and established. And you can meet them on a one on one on a relaxed one to one setting in the in the big tent outside or in the in the pub um, or in the sorry uh, the, the bar area. Mm. And everybody is so friendly and warm and welcoming. I think that's the best endorsement I can give for the fest. And what does the Thixton Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award mean to you personally? Um, do you know what? It's every award is important. In, in some sense. Now, I know some people don't believe that, but I but I personally believe that these awards say less about you, but more about the, the things that you're trying to say about the world. So these books for me are the Malabar House series. They're really a, a, a look at a point in history that was incredibly important to both England and India. And we have ha we had a 300-year relationship. Now, not all of it was great. Obviously, it wasn't. Uh, but we can't, I'm not one of these people who believes in sort of tearing down statues and erasing history. I'd rather have some context put around those things. And what these books try and do, so The Lost Man of Bombay, for instance, and, and the others in the series, 
they try and give us the reality of that time when England and India were trying to renegotiate their their relationship from colonizer and and, and colonized to hopefully countries of equal standing who are then going to and we can see how that relationship has now changed over 70 odd years and that's because a lot of the roots of this modern India were established in that period that I'm writing about and so many people um, so many English people and white people from around the world have written to me about this books and said you told us things that we th we wish that we had been taught in school you know um, not exactly historical I like to call it his, uh, minor historical correctionism. Um, <laughs> a simple example is uh, in the book, In the Lost Man of Bombay, I talk about George Everest, after which the Mount Everest is named. Now, George Everest was a surveyor in India, but he never actually set foot on Mount Everest. Um, and he never determined that it was, it was the world's highest mountain. An Indian did that in, right, Derrida, wow. in, Der in Derridan. But Everest was given the accolade because the, the Royal Society, they wanted to name the mountain and they wouldn't accept any of the half a dozen Indian names for the mountain. So they said, well, let's name it after uh, someone we really admire. To be fair to Everest, he didn't ask for the honor and he was quite sheepish about it. So I'm not blaming him in any way. But I try and see those facts into these murder mysteries so that people get a... They get they get a good murder mystery. They get cryptic clues. They get the sort of Agatha Christie Golden Age style of, of of writing. But they also get this dose of of learning that goes with it. Because isn't it fun to learn? Uh, isn't it much better to to learn something while you're having fun? Oh, completely. And you know that's why that's why we read books, isn't it? And watch films and everything. You know, we're we're get being entertained whilst also seeing maybe a different point of view. Sometimes we're learning. We're getting different voices, and that's all part of it. And crime fiction is such. It's so rich uh, to be able to do that. So yeah, I, I, you're you're so right. Can I um, can I do one thing before you finish off? Of course, because I just have to show people this cover. So this is the fourth in the series, which comes out in August. It's, it's the one after Lost Man of Bombay. Oh nice! Uh, it's called Death of a Lesser God, and there's a white tiger on the cover. And there's a reason there is a white tiger on that cover, which uh, I just wanted to flag this up because I just love this title and I love this Death of a Lesser, Lesser God. It's open for pre-orders now. It looks amazing. Well, all the covers look great. You know, this is this is a they're all very striking. But I would like to take credit for them, but I can't. There's a wonderful <laughs> designer that Hachette, my my publisher, used, and he's just amazing. Yeah. Well, hats off. Um, if you're watching and you're thinking, oh, I love the sound of these books, and I and haven't got to the series yet, well, you can purchase all of the scenes books right now from Waterstones, and once you've read this one, you can vote for it to be on the shortlist. All you have to do is visit harrogatefeakstoncrimeaward.com before the 18th of May to cast your vote there. Bass, always lovely to see you, and um, best of luck with this year's festival. Um, I'll be there cheering you on from, from the uh, lawn outside the swan. Well, of course you will, and that's what you said to everyone else as well. It is. <laughs> thank you, Joe, and thank you, everybody else. And, and if you do choose to vote for me, I will buy you a beer when you're at Harrod. You heard it here. I'll, I'll go and vote for you now. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.